Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Well, hello, my dear ones. How is it going? I have a really cool, fresh episode for you today with content I know you haven't heard anywhere else. And I'm speaking to the amazing marketing guru and genius, Ron Reich, who happens to be my coach at the moment. I had him on the show a few months ago to talk about how to earn multi-six figures with a small list or a small audience. So if you haven't checked that episode out yet, I highly recommend you do. There's a link in the show notes. And today we're exploring social media trends important to soul-guided entrepreneurs. And when we started the discussion, I wasn't really sure which direction we were going to take it, but we took it in a pretty cool direction that is in service to you. And I know you are going to enjoy some of the nuggets we uncover. So in today's episode, Ron and I explore how to strike the balance between creating consistent content on social media that engages your audience while maintaining that unplugged feeling so you don't feel like you're on social media all the time. Ron reveals trends in social media on the horizon that are important to soul-guided entrepreneurs, and we discuss some new socially conscious social media platforms that are coming online. We end on an invitation that will have you using social media in a way that feels good and engages your audience and enables you to feel and be unplugged at the same time. So be sure to stay with us until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of over 1,500 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my website or in the show notes. Today, we're talking social media trends, how to plug in without being overly plugged in, in a way that serves you, serves your audience, and enables you to grow and thrive. And I'm speaking to the amazing Ron Reich, who is a true expert on this topic. Ron Reich is on a mission to inspire excellence in A-player entrepreneurs so they can build the businesses of their dreams. 
He helps successful online entrepreneurs scale their businesses to seven and even eight figures through his advanced marketing systems. Ron and I have a fantastic time exploring this really important and really timely topic that's in service to you. Please enjoy. Well, hello, Ron Wright. Welcome back to Soul Guide Radio. I am super excited to be back here. You know, only really special people get invited back. I'm flattered. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're so welcome. And so we had you on the show a while ago talking about how to build a list or how to how to hit multi six figures on a smaller list or smaller following. So we'll leave a link to that episode in the show notes because I thought it was so good with so many really great actionable nuggets for you guys listening. And so this is a different topic, but you know, maybe we'll hit on some similar themes. We're going to be talking about trends in social media that are particularly relevant for the soul guided entrepreneur because soul guided entrepreneurs have a little bit of a complicated relationship to social media. Absolutely. Yeah. Have you noticed that in your work? Yeah, for sure. Well, you tend to work with people who are, or do you? Because I know you work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs such as myself, but you work with people who are like, already making multi-six figures on their way to seven. And by the time they reach you, have they already made peace with their relationship to social media? I would say that's pretty, pretty correct. Yes, I would say that's yes. To be totally honest, as of right now, I'm trying to think of exceptions, but there are some exceptions. But by and large, most of my seven-figure case studies, the people that I've coached to seven and multi-seven-figure businesses, most of them definitely had social media, like at least one social media platform as an important part of their, of their, of their mix, of their mix of, of how they got to, of how they generate, you know, build their audience and generate leads. The exceptions would be those who, for whatever reason, were really focused on email. Like they're, they just have a very, very good email list. They, they've been able to generate, generate traffic outside of social media to an email list. And typically that would mean they're doing things like speaking and, you know, being on podcasts, like we're recording here. Also SEO, for example, like building their list through search engine optimization. But those are the exceptions. So that is one path, the things I mentioned. But again, by and large, social media has been a thing that ha- that does that has helped a lot of my successful clients. And one of the reasons for that, or the reasons for that, of course, is that in this day and age, you know, because of social media, because of these platforms like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all of them, it really is, this is the easiest time ever to reach your target audience without paying anything. Like if you think back to even, even like 10 years ago, how, how the landscapes changed, but if you even went, if you went back 20 years, if you're looking to you know, reach coaches, for example, you would really have to do some work. Like I remember when I got started out, I was not signing the coaches at the time. I was placing ads in magazines. I was like putting flyers, <laughs> flyers on uh, on cars and things like that. That was uh, this was the early stages of Google AdWords. Uh, Facebook was not even a thing. 
by then. So like, and if you go back before that, you'd have to, and I did this a little bit as well. You have to rent mailing lists and send people stuff in the mail. So point I'm getting at, and this all costs a lot of time and money. So these days, again, and social media still is kind of a shortcut. Yeah. I like that perspective. It's a way that we can appreciate social media a little bit when we are not appreciating it. <laughs> it does make it easier, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. This is just very something that I know you talk about. I believe this we this came up in our last in our last interview. There are everything has a price. Capital E, capital E, capital capital. Everything has a price, and there's pros and cons to everything. So, social media as the good thing about social media is that generally is that you can reach audience, audience, your audience very cheaply. And then of course, there's all sorts of prices you have to pay. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of negative things about social media and you have to decide to what extent you're willing to play that game. Yeah. So true. All right. So let's talk about that to what extent. I think that tees up my, my first question really nicely. I think a lot of people in this audience struggle. To because on the one hand, they want to live these unplugged lives and not be overly on our phones and on the computer and whatnot. But on the other hand, show up consistently on social media to grow an audience. How do you strike the balance between being unplugged and being on social media? Okay. So yeah, this is a great, this is one of my absolute favorite topics. So a good resource I would give people is one of my favorite authors, maybe even my favorite author. A guy by the, by the name of John Newport. He wrote quite a few great books, but one book that I recommend people check out, it's called Digital Minimalism. And it's really about what we're talking about here. And one of the big, so big picture, he's not on any social media platforms. And really you want to spend the least amount of time possible on social media or, and on technology in general. This also would include email. But the thing is, here's the thing you want to think about. He's not saying. And I would not say this either is it's not about being completely anti-technology. It's not about not you like we're talking about you're in, you're in Holland. I'm in Colombia. We are having this interview. Technology is freaking awesome. Technology is amazing. This is like we're in the future. This is amazing. So what you want to be thinking about is how could you be not just a digital minimalist, but in this con, in this context, how can you be a social media minimalist in the sense that how can you, what are the things that, what's the sense of the least amount of, oh, I'm not going to say time and effort, but I'm going to say, what are the important levers, the things that we can you how can we use social media for our benefit without getting sucked into the bad things about social media, right? Because again, it's not about not using social media because the truth of the matter is, is that, for you listening to this, I promise you, it's going to be easier for you to hit your income goals and make a bigger impact. And you're going to be able to do it faster if you use social media to your benefit versus versus just say, I'm totally going to be off social media. This is just, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just being honest because I want you to be successful. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, I would use myself as a case study. Can I just pop in here to say, Ron, you are the perfect case study for this because I truly, like you're not paying me to say this. I think you are brilliant at this. So you as a case study, like this is the real deal. Like Ron 
really, I, I feel like you're brilliant about showing up consistently on social media, creating amazing content and being an unplugged person who isn't slave to your technology. Well, thank you so much. I receive that. I appreciate that. And so here's, so here's actually how you do it. I'll tell you, I'll give you behind the chameleon or whatever the medical is. I'm taking notes. <laughs> here's the thing is that typically my, and I'm quite active on, I'm quite active on Facebook. I have my, most of the action happens on both my personal Facebook profile as well as my free Facebook group. And then I also do stuff on Instagram. I recently got, um, I started really going on, going all in on Instagram. And I'll just tell you that I, I'm quite active on the, on the, on the two platforms. I personally spend an average of maybe really an average of 20 minutes a day or less on between, between those three things. So I'm not really spending a lot of time on social media, but I am having, I am, this is digital minimal, social media, social media minimalism, but I am having it used for me. So how exactly do I do that? Well, I'll explain it to you. So essentially what I do is my main system is I will, I go on social, I'll go on certain platforms at specific scheduled times of day. And typically my preference is I will typically go, I, I like to post things in the morning. So typically most days I'll post one thing in the morning on Facebook and one thing in the morning on Instagram. Sometimes my team posts stuff on Instagram, to be honest, because like I'm really bad with Instagram, but like with carousels, like single image stuff that I can do myself and it's, it's easy. And I fell like with, with like carousels and other fancy stuff. Other people do it for me. But anyways, what I'm getting at is that. So here's my, here's my typical daily social media routine. I will spend time. If it's a Facebook press, I'll spend time writing the post. And I do not write the post on social media. I will write the actual content in a Word document. Then once the post is finished and I edit it, et cetera, I will spend, literally, this takes literally three minutes, like two minutes. I will go into Facebook. I will post the, the article. And then I will look at it to make sure that it still looks good. You know, let's just see it live. And then I delete, not delete, I X out of Facebook and I typically do not check Facebook until later on in the day, typically typically in the late afternoon or early afternoon, at about three, four. And then what I'll do as part of that, and sometimes I'll also post something in my group as well. So I might post two things, so that might take four or five minutes. And then in the afternoon, I will go, I will, I will like look at the post and I'll see if there's any comments, see if there's any engagement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Again, I, I typically block, I typically use a timer and, and I'll schedule just about 15, 20 minutes of that. And there you go. That's your 20 minutes per day. Instagram, I am doing more stuff on Instagram and I am having more people do stuff for me on Instagram. But on Instagram, I personally will just go in and I did the same with you. I'll go in and post stuff. And then I will, at the end of the day, I'll like look people's comments and things like that. If there's any engagement, I'll respond to them, et cetera. And then I also will, but I am having, I, I do have other people. I do have my team do some other stuff, like some other Instagram engagement stuff as well, which I'm, which I'm actually not doing. So I have that more system attacks. So again, that's kind of like the 20 minute per day email schedule. And just one other thing I'll mention here is that one part of social media, of course, is that's kind of the content aspect. And then the other aspect of it is actually like what you call courting clients, doing, doing sales, like doing prospecting, like doing, having DM messenger conversations. 
And that's for that. That's I do that as, at scheduled times during the day. Typically, if I'm really in, if I'm really like in a sales mode, I'll, I'll block out time in the morning where I'm just focused on basically doing, doing the DM thing and, you know, having conversations with people. And then if I'm going, and then if I'm kind of in less of a sales push, I'll do the same thing at the end of the day. Like I won't actually check the, or DM people until like the, the, the afternoon. And that's when I'll spend time kind of having conversations with people and things like that. So really, this is kind of told that there's no reason, like there, there's no reason why anyone could not do what I just mentioned. It's just about having the discipline to realize what really moves the needle. It's basically, it's not checking your phone every five minutes. It's posting content, responding to the comments and not being a slave to their phone. Yeah. And I notice you're not doing a lot of consuming. So you're creating content and engaging with users, but I don't hear a lot of like scrolling news feeds and consuming. No, no, zero, base, zero, zero consume. I actually use, there's a great, it's called the Newsfeed Direct Eradicator. It's a extension that actually eradicates the, the newsfeed on Facebook. So you don't even see it. I don't, I think they might even have them for the, for the devices, but I actually hardly ever, like hardly ever watch and use my device. It's, I, I, it's another, that's another kind of, I guess you could call it a hack is that I always, I always use the desktop version of both Facebook and, and Instagram. There's a couple of things that you kind of have to use that the, the divide, the iOS version of, of Instagram, you know, for the stuff we're talking about, you don't have to do everything on desktop. Yeah. I think I just recently got to the point where I'm, I'm with you, Ron, consuming extremely little on social media and basically just creating and engaging. And I have to say, I am so much happier. You know, these studies are coming out about like these teenage girls are like Instagram is leading them to like 25% more depressed. Oh, I believe it. I, I, I feel it. I would say it was about a month ago. I really kind of stopped all social media consumption and I feel a difference in my energy. I really do. Absolutely. It's, there's the thing is, there's just, there are for you, which minutes for all of us. There are better things to do. You have way better things to do than spend time on like scrolling social media. It's the alternate, it's, it's the ultimate low value activity. Like read a book instead or random email instead. Go for a walk instead. Instead of DMing someone. Now, if you're using intentionally, like we're talking, if you're doing things intentionally, like trying to get clients or that's all good. Thumbs up on that. But you're probably better off spending time with your kids or with your, significant other or with a good friend, like calling them in real life, then like, you know, like you're, you know, the person you went to high school with 10 years ago is post. And I think like maybe a listener's out there saying, okay, you guys, that's all well and good. You're saying on the one hand, create content. And then on the other hand, don't consume. But then who, if everybody followed that advice, who would be consuming the content? And I think there's a difference between what you just said, Ron, liking somebody you haven't actually spoken to or been in the physical presence of in 10 years and probably never even liked that much 10 years ago, mm-hmm. liking their, you know, the, the, the meal they made for dinner, the photo of it. <laughs> and the type of content you post and I post is educational. We're teaching people. We're teachers. And so I feel like consuming my content, whether it be on an email or a podcast or a Facebook post, is educational. And it is, in this case, I think, a valuable use of consuming. 
What do you think about that? For sure. Yeah. I mean, no one should be asking this question before. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to even think of a good answer, but it is correct that I, I put out a lot of content on social media, but I personally do not spend a lot of time consuming content on social media for the reasons why we, we, we outlined. So I think I would almost give more just a woo answer to this in, in the sense that when you put out content and you're consistent with it and you're putting stuff that's good, the right people are going to find your content. Like, and that's just how it is. And I guess this is one of those things where I don't even know how to answer this, but the truth of the matter is that a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people just don't have the discipline to, to like be like us and like not spend time on social media and not spend time consuming. The vast majority of people who are better, like people that my individual clients of mine, for example, as I'm talking about this, it is almost like a self-selected type thing because I'm like, my goal is to get clients on Facebook, right? That's one of my, that's one of my main, one of my main avenues, right? Therefore, kind of like by definition, the only people who are going to become my clients are people who are into consuming content on Facebook, right? Yeah. So... Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we just have to accept the fact that that's kind of, you know, what it is. And then the truth of the matter is, after they become like clients, like you being an example of this, they do spend less time on social media. So it all works out. That's true. You're a good role model. But I do think, Ron, let's say that you wanted to learn something completely new. Is there anything um, that you would go to social media to learn? Okay. Perfect case study is really something specific to social media. So for example, I do it more simple Instagram way. Therefore, in order for me to like up my Instagram game, like when I was really starting out here, I would, I went through some courses and things like that, but then I would have to spend time going on inst- people who are doing well on Instagram. And I would spend time like looking at their posts and the kind, the kind of pictures that they were doing, the kind of, the kind of stuff they were posting. Same thing when I, when I started out doing Facebook, like doing, doing the Facebook uh, thing a lot. I, I spent time like looking at what people are doing. And yeah, reverse engineering it and then kind of coming up with my own stuff. So really, I mean, if I'm being honest, other than that, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't learn. I would, if I'm, if I wanted to learn something, Facebook or Instagram would not be my first choice. Although YouTube is actually, there's a lot of YouTube actions is a legitimate option for a lot of stuff because you can like look some, for example, I was thinking, I'm thinking about, it's actually quite popular here where I live in, in Barranquilla, Colombia. I'm thinking about starting doing, starting to do kiteboarding pretty, pretty soon. And I was just kind of like, Oh, you know, I, I might do this. I might start doing this in, in a few weeks. So like I just was, no, if I wanted to learn was how to, and actually there's a school here where you can get lessons, but I also did Google how to kiteboard. You know, I, I went to YouTube and I typed in how to kiteboard. And of course there's like all these video tutorials. And so that would be a legitimate thing that I would spend time. But yeah, a lot of times I use YouTube because that like videos, like I was, you're going to have this new, it's kind of a couple of years out of date, this new printer. It's a wireless printer. And I couldn't figure out how to connect it to my computer. So I'm like, well, you know, how to, you know, how to connect XYZ printer. And then there's a YouTube videos on it. So hopefully that answers your question. It does. I think that, I think that the bottom line is the point is your people. So the listeners of this podcast, your audiences are interested in hearing what you have to say in social media, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> so. And the truth of the matter is that people are there. They are on social. Your people, because I, we have a similar market. Yes. The market of spiritual business people, they are on social media. They're, 
Yes. They are all in, they are in real life. This is the whole thing. Do you want to swim upstream or do you want to go with the flow? They are on social media. They are on Instagram. They are all in Facebook. They're on TikTok, right? So again, you can make things harder for yourself by saying, oh, I'm not going to do that. Or you can make things easier for yourself by saying, okay, I'll play the game. Yes, I agree. So this is something I hear a lot from my clients who are a little bit more at the beginning of their journey. And they'll say, Allison, I've, I created a Facebook group three months ago. I post consistently and I'm not getting any engagement. So what do you say to people who would say that to you? I'm ready yeah. to give up. Now, if I'm being honest, I myself have experienced with this for whatever reason we can I don't think it makes sense for us to spend time speculating on us. Facebook groups specifically have engagement has really gone down for like everybody, I think since about maybe like since about June or so. So the things I would say there is that I do think that, okay, two things. On one hand, if you have a Facebook group and you have a decent amount of people in it, it probably is a legitimate asset. And there's probably, again, we're looking to optimize Probably if you're posting like every day or two or three times a day, you're not getting any engagement. Really the 80-20 of a Facebook group is really posting about three times, like three times a week. Really like you want to be doing like maybe one or two good articles just per week and then do a week, a weekly Facebook live, like a weekly live stream. That's kind of what you want to do. And I would encourage people to do that consistently. And I think it's good to be consistent there, but then most likely you're going to be better off. So okay. Kind of get your content system in place. And then you want to be, you need to prioritize getting more people in the group so there's just more eyeballs. Cause the thing about Facebook groups is that they're just a very good container of your, of your more engaged people. Like I've done, I've like, I've like done things like, like honestly, where I'll work, where I'll do, I'll do a Facebook live. I'm doing a weekly Facebook live. Sometimes there's only like two or three people listening to, listening to them live. Honestly, sometimes there's like, sometimes no one was listening to them live. And, but I still do them. And then later on, uh, I'm not going to be one or two per- people would like, would, would comment or they would, they would ask questions. But then those, that one or two, that one or two other, that, that one or two persons ends up becoming a client, right? So it's like there's strength in small numbers. That's what a lot of people have to have to realize. So if you're, if you're going about things the right way and we're, and we don't have a, a time to get into this, like the, the details of it. You know, we're not looking to, we're not really looking to sign up a billion clients. We're looking to get, you know, just a few awesome dream clients to hit our revenue goals. So that's where I would say for sellers who's looking to give up. If you really do have a group with like some people, with like some people in it who have been active in the past, it's probably a legitimate ask that I wouldn't just give up on it. But at the same time, there are better, there, there, you might want to consider adding some more stuff. Like still, like I personally being more, more engaging on my personal profile. And there's other social media platforms there's Instagram and then so it, it makes sense to be able to get other options as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's kinda like checking in, making sure that you're you've got a consistent schedule and you're you're posting consistently, and then also just double checking that if in this example the Facebook group is the right option for you and maybe it's not and testing other things. And that's really the big thing about social media, right? It's like testing, testing, testing until you start to find some formulas that work. Absolutely. So you, yeah. So you had said that there has been a trend. That's really what this episode, we've been talking about other things, but one of the big things I wanted to 
us to get into a little bit our trends in social media. So you had mentioned that, you know, there's been some changes in Facebook group engagement. What are some of the other trends that you've noticed in social media that might be of interest to this particular audience? Okay, so a couple of things that just a few interesting things that have come up recently are it does appear that it's really interesting. So Facebook is weird. I'll tell you that much for sure. So I would just say one thing is that Facebook is more of a Facebook isn't really a great way in my experience to really to really grow your audience and get new leads. It's really more of a great place to be in front of the people who are who are already following you and kind of warm them up and, and get them to eventually become clients. It's kind of a closed, it's more of a closed universe, if that makes sense. So one, having said that, one thing we've noticed is that it's Facebook is weird. Like I mentioned, on one hand, Facebook specifically, they're such a couple of just kind of listings. Facebook seems to not be so into like they've been organic reach for everyone's been down quite a bit, both in groups and on your personal page. If you, if you do that, which I do. And I, and you do as well. That has been down. Uh, and I, most, who knows why, but most you hypothesize that, you know, Facebook wants you to, they want you to pay, they want you to pay money or they want you to pay to play. So they're not really into that, which that makes sense to me. And at the same time, they, okay, great. Facebook, I want to play the game. Let me, let me, let me, let me do some advertising. But then as, as you know, as many people know, if you're running ads, Ever since the new iOS updates about privacy and things like that, Facebook has been, Facebook ads have been harder for a lot of people as well. So it's like, okay, what are you doing here? So because of those two things, I would say, I would say action as far as trends go, right now is a good time to be looking at other platforms, even if you're already using Facebook. And the other things to keep in mind though, is that Facebook is still working well in my experience and the experience of my clients for people who are already like pretty engaged with you, like Facebook that serve your posts to the people that, like people who you've had messenger conversations with, for example. And there's if people, and there are certain, you're going to have like your kind of core people that are consistently liking your posts, like you're kind of super fans. Facebook is still showing that content to that. So you're still good there. So I would, and that's, and that's kind of your hardest audience. So I would say it's good to continue, continue that. But really you want to be looking to grow your audience outside of Facebook. Which brings me to as far as trends go. I mean, really, as of right now, it's, I mean, it's its own evolving platform, but Instagram is a really good. There's, there's a lot of opportunities on Instagram. One of the big things with Instagram is that, of course, everything's becoming more visual. Like video is the way of the future, but also in Facebook. I mean, so the company Meta, which used to be Facebook, also owns Instagram, as, as most of us know, but Instagram is way more, they're way more friendly to, a big part of Instagram is like personal brands, influencers, and things like that. So, so Instagram is pretty cool with you wanting to promote your brand on Instagram. So you're kind of like, so that's why it's, it's basically more, in my, in my opinion, it's actually more business friendly than Facebook is right now. So I do think Instagram, so that's what, that's one thing that we're seeing on Instagram. And then as far then I know uh, anecdotal, but I haven't really gone deep down this rabbit hole. A lot of people really like, a lot of people are getting a lot of cheap or like a lot of cheap traffic and a lot of good engagement on TikTok. So that's, especially if you have a younger, if you're looking at to reach younger people. So that is a thing. LinkedIn is actually, I am, seems like it's, if that's your market, if, if, if your market, if it makes sense for you to be on LinkedIn, that's, I haven't seen, I haven't heard any like 
bad things about that. Like it's like anything you have to be consistent with, et cetera, et cetera. So See, um, my clients seem to have a lot of luck on LinkedIn direct mess using LinkedIn for direct messaging. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like Instagram is a be- a better place to be for organic growth. I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're like like if you're at earlier stages in your and you're considering Facebook versus Instagram, I would lean towards Instagram, to be honest. Like if you're not already if you don't already have traction on Facebook, I would be leaning towards Instagram. Yeah. Cool. All right, Ron. So that is all super interesting. And what if we got out your crystal ball and we looked into it? What do you just, and we know, we know that this is just projections and having fun here and looking into the future. What, what do you hypothesize to be some of the trends in the f- going ahead a year or two into the future? So, yeah. So this is actually quite interesting that, so one of the, this is like this, the trend that's really been happening for quite a while. And I don't really see it. I don't really see it changing is that there's just so, you know, people's attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And there's just so much, there's so much media, there's all these different social media platforms, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So two things there are, and I think, I just think this is going to be exponential generally between all the platforms over these next couple of years. And so as a result of that, there's two things to keep in mind and it kind of leads to the same place. One thing to keep in mind is that because people's attentions are, they have so many options and their attention is so scattered, it's more you need to be, the more you can be super targeted because people are looking for exactly what they're looking for, right? This you people like, you know, when they, when you sign on to Netflix or when you go into YouTube or whatever, when you go into any, any of them, you're looking at your feed, right? Which is exactly what you're into, right? It's like, so the more you as an expert, a locked soulful business person, soul guiding business person can really be, be exactly what your target market is looking for. That's going to help you stand out. So it's really about being hyper, hyper niched. That's uh, going to be more, that's going to be important more now and in the future. That's important. That's important now and it's going to be very important in the future as well. Probably more important. And the same, the flip side of this or the, the plus one of this is that because you are getting so numb with technology, they actually are craving that actual personal connection. So the more you can actually connect with your people, have an actual personal connection with them on social media, better off you're going to be. And even beyond that, I know the topic is social media, but even like, to be honest, yeah, taking people off, taking your clients off of social media, is going to be a good thing to do. So that's why I'm yeah, doing live events, you know, sending them stuff in the mail, getting on actual calls with them, having that actual face-to-face communication is going to be huge. So it's, it's like, this has been happening for the last couple of years. It's just kind of getting more it's just going even faster in that direction. Yeah. And so using social media to get new leads, potentially, and then once you have established that connection, inviting them off social media, that sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And of course, you can, you can still have like things like DMing and videos via DMs to have that actual personal text. That makes it, that makes a huge difference as well. But yeah, for sure. hundred percent. The real magic happens in any kind of one-to-one or, you know, in some kind of live conversation. Yeah. And in the hyper-niched, is it that we need to have a hyper-niched audience or that our topics need to be more specific? Like if we're doing a Facebook Live, we have a very specific topic that we're talking about. Well, it's kind of, I would say it kind of one leads to the other. So really we want to 
the more you can really target who exactly is your dream client, like who exactly are you looking for? What are their exact problems? What are they, what exactly are their exact emotional drivers? That's our first step, right? And then the, and then step two is, okay, well, what content are these people going to, going to respond to? And then that gets us to your set, your other question, the, the other part of a question. So it's really about the sentence, but knowing who your audience is and then crafting content that's specific to them. But yeah, that content is probably going to be quite specific for sure. Good stuff. All right. So we're talking about here trends in social media and we, you know, there's a light side and a dark side to it. And a lot of people in the spiritual community, you know, resist, resist being too much on social media for a variety of reasons that we've already talked about. And then there's some sp- spiritual teachers that are actually getting off of Facebook, for example, because they feel as though they're being censored and they're noticing like certain topics they talk about will get, you know, banned or, you know, we'll have their, you know, I- I'm, I'm friends with one spiritual teacher and she has a pretty large following on Facebook. And she said she's been saying stuff, <laughs> talking about stuff lately that is maybe not so. I guess fa- Facebook hasn't maybe really agreed with it. And she's noticed that her viewership has gone from thousands to like in the lower hundreds. Mm-hmm. So she is looking to pack up her junk bunk and trunk and move off Facebook because of that. So I don't, I'm, I'm not in that camp yet, but I'm kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I just want to give Facebook a middle finger, but I suppose they're listening to me now. So I should be, be nice. So I don't get, they're always listening. I don't know. So there is this sort of Facebook ick factor. I feel like, you know, they're, it's like, uh, they're always listening, you know? So what is my question? I don't know. We've already talked about this a little bit, but what about if you, have you noticed, are there any more socially conscious, less data miney censorshipy platforms out there that you see coming up? I know like I, I have some people say good things about Mighty Networks. What are some of the other ones? We were making, my team and I were making a list in case I decided to move off, move off of Facebook. What do you say to this conversation or what reaction do you have? Okay. A couple of things. So first, so one thing, so I'm actually very excited. I'm, I'm actually currently, um, Working with a company called, you can check them out. It's called heroic.us. They're going to be launching. It's all about helping people. They're, the mission of the company is to have 51% of the world flourishing by the year 2051. So we have some ways to go on this. And this is really about the, the founder, who's a, a good friend of mine, the governor of Brian, Brian Johnson. He's not so excited about creating, you know, the, the this virtual reality that you know, Facebook is slash Meta's looking to create and kind of the way things are going with all this technology. He wants to create a virtuous reality. That's like the big mission for everybody to be their best heroic selves. And so they're launching an app actually on April 4th. And it's, it's going to be an app to start with, but they're launching an actual community, like a social media platform community. That's probably going to be, be about a year from now. So that I think is going to be a really, really good kind of place where a lot of the, the soul kind entrepreneurs listening to this are going to want to, are going to want to hang out. So that's just one, one, just one, one thing I want to mention. You can go check them out at heroic.us. The other thing to answer your first question, Bell, when you're talking about this woman getting censored, here's what I'll say. And I'm just being honest. I've been doing this for a long time is, uh, and it is a little, the conversation is a little bit different. The two things. One thing is, is, if you're getting censored, that means you're, that means you're talking about things that are, that are in, that are, are in some of our hot by issues. There's all sorts of politics. Everybody has their opinion on all sorts of different stuff. What I'm getting at is that 
we all need to decide early on in our in our business career, especially for for our personal brand, if we're like the the, the the front person, of whether or not we want to basically be political, and if we want to bring on, if we want to take on these political topics. And again, you can either whatever you want to do is super awesome, perfect. If you want to really, if you believe strongly in something, that's super that's super cool. And if you feel as if you want to stay in that conversation. That's super cool. Like personally, I don't really, I don't, I actually don't talk about politics at all on social media just because, you know, I'm really kind of a purpose person. I'm not, you know, I, I don't think that energy is really, really good. But if you want to be political, realize that that actually can be to your benefit, right? Because you attract to the degree you're willing to repel. For all the people that, you know, hate your message, there's going to be the other 50% who are listening that love what you're talking about. So. If I was someone who, ha- if I really, if I wanted to be talking about politics or hopping issues, and there are topics that Facebook doesn't, that I know Facebook specifically doesn't like, then yeah, like the, your friend, your, your, your mission really, it's going to be, is going to be migrating your audience from Facebook to a different platform. That's really how you're going to have to do it. If, if you actually, if it's true that, which I believe it's true, it's, it is true. If Facebook in this context is actually watching you and all that. But again, it could just be getting them having email. It doesn't need to be super complicated. It could just be mainly having everybody getting them. I'm just following you on Facebook to, to, to get into your email list and having email as your main form of communication, for example. So it doesn't need to be this big drastic thing. You can still kind of, you can still make it work. So basically you're, what you're saying, tell me where I'm wrong, that understand the game that you play in. And there's, like you said, there's certain hot button issues that are going to, and if you're touching those buttons, then Facebook is going to potentially have a response. So if you feel like it's important and part of your mission to, you know, to have conversations about that, then yeah, there are other platforms. And that's what we're, we're talking about now. And this heroic.us sounds really cool. I love virtuous reality. Right. That's kind of awesome. Huh? That is really awesome. So, I mean, the bottom line is, I think that we're, we're one of the main points that's coming through here is that using social media to connect to your people and finding a way that, that you can, you know, finding those different platforms where your people are hanging out and that you really feel like you can express yourself and get your messages across. And I think that from my own experience, when I started my business, you know, I'd worked in government, I'd worked I had high level security clearances for a while, so I couldn't even be on social media. Mm-hmm. And when I launched my business, I had been off social media for years. And so I had this amazing learning curve and I really hated it at first. And I was totally one of those people who resisted it. But then I just figured out a way to make it work. And my primary platform is Facebook. Do I get frustrated with it? Do I sometimes feel like I get an ick factor? Yep. Do I meet all sorts of amazing clients through so through Facebook? Yep. It's like you had said earlier in the conversation. It's like you take the good and leave the bad, right? Yeah. And to, to that point, I think that's actually one thing I totally agree. Exactly that. And again, you know, as a spiritual entrepreneur, you know, we all know that or as spiritual entrepreneurs, you know, the whole thing as we, we all know this, right? It's like what we focus on expands. Right. This is one of the laws of the universe, one of the laws of attraction. If we talk about more in our last interview, everybody check that out if you have not already. But exactly this, like you could spend time, you know, Facebook is what it is, right? Or all these social media, social media platforms are what they are. 
and you could spend time thinking about all exactly what you just mentioned, all the awesome things that are coming to you, all the other awesome things that are coming to you from Facebook or whatever one, all the amazing clients, all the all the the littlest, the actual millions of people that you can connect connect with. And if you think about that, that's going to expand, that's going to improve your vibration, that's going to lead you to a positive place. Or you can spend time thinking about the negative things, things you don't like about Facebook, how they're sensory people or whatnot, how my engagement's low. As you know, we all create our own realities and we attract what we are. And this is true for everything in life, including social media platforms. So that would be another way I would consider looking at this as well. Absolutely. So wherever you decide to be, create a positive relationship. And I think this is true. If you find the most socially conscious platform in the world, there's going to be things about it. There's going to be functionality flaws. There's no social media utopia. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Maybe it's coming. Yeah, well, um, no. So, you know, you just have to learn to compromise. And just as you are saying, Ron, focus on the things that are working and focus on the things that you feel good about. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, one last note there. One of my, one of my good friends, Susie Moore, who's, uh, super amazing. She says, she's like one, of, she's like the happiest, most confident person I know. And she's totally smashy in her business. And she says, whenever I make a decision, I fall in love with it. So oh, that's good. That is so good. So as you decide where you want to be on social media, fall in love with it. That is a great point to wrap this episode up on. But before we do, Ron, a couple questions for you. First, before I ask how listeners can find you, can you leave our listeners with an invitation? Yes. So I actually have a very special invitation that I would uh, check with that I would invite them to is. So actually, go if you, speaking of social media, go find me on Facebook. I would invite you to join my group. There's a lot of amazing free uh, content in there. There's hours and hours of video training. And it's a special invitation just for those listening to this. If you join the group, send me a, P- a personal message, send me a PM, and let me know that you are a friend of Allison, and I'll send you free access to one of my programs, which is a $500 program called The Anatomy of an A-plus Player. This will really show you how to really accomplish goals, increase your energy, become more aligned, and all these amazing things. It's actually a $500 program but I'll happily give it to you for free as a, as a friend of Allison. Aw, thanks, Ron. And really, listeners, do jump on this, Ron. And, and, I, and this is God's honest truth. I tend to get a teacher and really consume for that teacher for a longer period of time. And Ron is that teacher in my life right now. And I do am not consuming content on social media except for Ron. Ron, I read your posts. And the reason why is it because it feels because it, it's enriching and I'm learning. And you do, whether it's paid or free, you offer the highest quality stuff. And that's really, really, that is coming from the heart. So listeners, take advantage of this offer. You will not regret it. Ron is a gifted teacher and he just has a way for the word that always comes to me is value. You just leave your your clients, your consumers with so much value and all the stuff that you do. So thank you so much for that amazing offer. Well, so absolutely excited to uh, excited to connect with your audience even more. Perfect. And we will leave the link to your Facebook group in the show notes. Well, Ron, thank you so, so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. I loved this topic. I learned so much. Really, really grateful for your wisdom. Great to be here. Talk to you soon. 
And that's a wrap for today. I want to thank you, dear listeners, so much for tuning in and listening each week. I'm so grateful for you. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find the link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.